Welcome to the Giving a Purpose podcast. We talk, you listen. Streaming to the world and beyond, we will talk about all aspects of life. We will host a variety of guests where each week we will educate, motivate, encourage, and inspire you. Let's get started with your host, Mr. L.A. Welcome to the Giving a Purpose podcast, where we bridge the highs, the lows, the lessons learned through life's journey and filling in the gap. So you guys already know what it is, man. It is a new week. So we're coming out fresh, just like we always do, making sure we're attacking our goals, making sure we are keeping our energy up. Listen, we have to keep the momentum going. For all my people, listen, if you're watching on YouTube, man, hit that click, man. Subscribe. Stop playing. Make sure that you tell somebody. All right, we want to make sure this reaches out to everybody. Now, listen, I need you guys to get ready. We're about to go on a great ride here. I have an awesome, when I tell you awesome, I have an awesome guest with me today. I know you're going to enjoy her her story. I promise you she's going to drop you some jewels um, that you're going to take with you and just be awesome. So today, people, I want you guys to make sure that you open your hearts and open your minds to Tori Rose. I'll, I'll let her get into the connector part, but I, I'm, I'm going to start with the Tori Rose. So Tori, please introduce yourself and let everybody know who you are. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. I love what you said. I love the momentum, the energy. I mean, you're so right because we have a choice, right? Every single day we can, you know, choose to allow the ebb and flow of the world to weigh us down. Or we can say, you know what? Every single day I'm going to show up my best version of myself. I'm going to bring a hundred percent and I'm going to rock this thing out. And so I just love it. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for allowing me to be here. Um, so a little bit about myself, which is always kind of like, you know, it's like, do I want to talk about myself? But yes, we should. We should be encouraged and confident to share who we are. So motivational speaker, a new author, a mom. You know, I love my little one. Um, yes. People will often say community leader. But I like to say community advocate. And the difference in the in the two is a leader is normally the person that's off, oftentimes thrown to the front, right? Pushed to the front. We know that that can happen. But leaders are only um, beneficial to a cause when there's people to lead. But a community advocate goes forth regardless of anyone's following or not right and so what i pray that god continues to do is gives me a voice to advocate for change to advocate against injustices and you know those those systemic and systematic things that we know are wrong regardless if anybody's following or not right um and so that's who i am thank you for having me thanks for thinking of me i'm just excited excited man about this conversation okay so real quick I want to get into this connector part. So when I was actually <laughs> introduced to you, right, by a frat brother mm-hmm. of mine, your godfather, right? Mm-hmm. Shout out to Dr. Marco Clark. Ooh, hey, Dad. And, <laughs> and the whole Richard Wright crew. Yes. Definitely. Um, so, you know, he was telling me about you, and I was like, well, what does she do? He was like, well, she's kind of like a plug for people. And I was like, uh, okay. 
and you know just getting to know you and then the whole you know Tory Rose the connector I was like I get it now but how did you get into being Tory Rose the connector I think some of it came just naturally so being raised and uh, born and raised in West Baltimore being a part of a big family and we have like the cousin of the cousin of the cousins, you know, that type of thing. I watched my grandparents be the go-to people for the entire community. And so, you know, if somebody needed a car fixed or a recipe or, you know, anything, my grandparents were really those people that knew where to go and who not to deal with and who to deal with. And they had vetted certain relationships and things like that. So, as I've gotten older, I reflect back to my childhood and I realize that it's not by happenstance, right? Becoming an adult then in the same community, realizing that uh, in our uh, upper like Park Heights area, we have uh, Jewish communities where they have a very well-oiled system of resources and networking, and they kind of know who to go to within their community. Um, for our Caucasian counterparts, they have Angie's List, right? So there were all of these different things. But when I looked around, I didn't see like black and brown resources or people, if you were looking for like black-owned businesses and things like that, we didn't really know where to go to. And I'm talking five, six, seven years ago before, you know, there was hashtag black owned business and hashtag black lives matter um i i started saying well where's our representation in that way one night i had a friend call me no lie who wanted to rent a boat and he was just kind of saying you know i want to rent this boat i have this idea do you know somebody who can rent the boat and i was like yeah i know somebody who can you know connect you to the guy with the boat and then that started kind of being a thing like if you need a whale to where he can get you a whale if you need you know to advocate for your kid in school, Tori knows the right people. And it just hit me one day, like God made me this connector, the connector who also solves problems, who has the solution for everyday kind of problems. And it wasn't for me to monetize it. It was for me to empower our community, black and brown business owners, entrepreneurs, small businesses, and the everyday person and make those connections. And so how I started in like 2016, 2017 was really simple, but like going to people's events and saying, oh, hey, do you know this person? Let me make the connection for you. And I think initially people were like, well, what do you want in return? And it's like, well, I don't want anything in return. I want you to be empowered. And I've made the relationship. I've built the network. And I've also vetted the people, which also means that I can tell you who not to maybe do business with in this regard. Exactly. Man, that is awesome, awesome, awesome. Like just hearing that because like i said i was just introduced he was like yeah she's like she's like a plug for people like all right and i actually got to see you you know in action you you invited me actually out to an event and you know your networking is just is is on a different level (laughs) because network is an action word just like weight is an action word right we don't think about it that way um we hear all of these cliches about your network being you know equivalent to your net worth and things like that but again as a black woman and you know i'm sure you can relate as a black man we were raised not to ask people for things you know, if you have a struggle, that is your internal struggle. If you got something going on, you figure it out. And so when we start to talk about networking, a lot of black and brown people, they shy away from it because it seems like, 
I don't want to be phony. I don't want to, you know, have to schmooze to this person or I don't want that person then holding the keys and the access to whatever resource I need. And because of that, in our communities, we leave hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars of resources, of capital assets on the table each and every day. And so in 2017, when I started my um, training company, which is called Theo LLC, I knew that Theo was going to be flexible in a way. I said, okay, well, what is it really? Theo came from me having a poor customer service experience. And so if you've ever had cable, you know Comcast sometimes will get you, right? And so I had a poor customer service experience where uh, the, the person on the other end, English was not her first language. She misinterpreted what I was attempting to do with my bill, and she charged me twice um, each time, almost $600. And so as a mom, as a single mother, I budget my coins. I know where my, you know, I'm, my, my dollars, right? And so from that experience, my bank account was overdrawn. Things were bouncing, all kinds of things. And so instead of like being super angry and cutting my cable, which I did, but I also then created a solution, which was Theo LLC. And our focus was customer service, uh, conflict management trainings, and, and, and seminars for businesses. So that could be state, local, federal, you know, these customer service-based businesses. But in Theo, the name is Together Helping Each Other Overcome. I started understanding that everything that God was doing for me and with me and using me to do in that season was to service someone else. And so how does that all tie in? So we can have a for-profit business, and I tell people this all the time. You can have your wealth work, but then you can also have your heart work. My connecting is who I am. It's the ability to serve. It's the ability to get out. But it helps me build my network, which then translates to net worth, which then becomes my wealth work. And so, you know, if I'm out as Tori Rose, the connector, I'm really out just surveying, you know, and people say it's like magic. Well, it's because I'm in my lane and I recognize that networking in itself is a, is a mutually beneficial situation. And I can't tell you how many times I cringe when I see people who say, hey, can you help me? But da, 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 and they're introducing themselves to someone and it's a very one-sided relationship and they walk away and they're feeling good because they're going to get what they need, but they have left nothing on the table for that other person to get what they need in return. And so as black and brown people, we have to understand what, what relationship building looks like. If you, you know, really kind of focus on relationship building, networking comes easy. Oh, wow. So I want you to kind of tap into something you were just kind of talking about for the young um, I wouldn't say young, but female listeners out there, how do how do they find that black girl magic lane that you were just talking about? How do they tap into that? Like, how do you, how would you go about helping somebody find that lane or their lane? Yeah. Well, and so as a retired educator, right? So, you know, I've stepped out of the classroom, but I've had students, I've had mentees from across the DMV and beyond. I normally ask them, what do you get in trouble for in school? And that's the first question. Have you ever gotten in trouble in class? Yeah. What is it for? Talking too much. Oh, because see, as a black woman, we're often demonized for the thing that God has gifted us in. And so I can't tell you how many report cards I have that say, you know, A-A-A-A-A, or back in the day when we were coming up, it was E, E-E-E-E-E, but excessive talking. 
talks too much. You know, that is something that I was told was not a good thing. However, that is the thing that brings me money. It is the thing that I, you know, as a motivational speaker, I get paid to speak. As an author, I get paid to put my my thoughts and my words in print. So let's start there. So for any young woman anywhere, let's first step out of the stigma that you have to change because there is something about you that may be being demonized that is actually your lane. It's that thing that makes you sparkle and sprinkle and it's the thing that you do so well. And so even if you've ever, which I know you have, and thank you, you've come to my events and you've seen me speak and you've actually helped keep me safe and things like that. I don't often write, you know, like I'm writing now because I don't want to forget my thoughts, but I don't prepare like others would prepare for speaking and speeches and things like that because it is my gift. And so my preparation looks a little different. I go first to prayer, meditation, and then it just kind of comes, you know, naturally, whereas maybe someone who that's not their gift, if they were trying to do what I'm doing, it wouldn't be the same. And so the first question I would say to any young woman is, are you being currently demonized or attacked in an area? You know, I had a young lady who would come to my class and do everybody's hair in the classroom. Well, in a traditional environment, the teacher would normally jump all over. And this is not a beauty salon, you know, that type of thing. But what I recognized was this child has a passion for cosmetology. And so after my, she was my 1B student. And I would talk to her every, you know, B day. We had A and B day in the school system I worked in. And I encouraged her. And guess what? Throughout COVID, she was doing hair. So it is about finding the thing that you would do if nobody was watching and if you didn't get paid for it and tapping into that and then getting into environments that actually help you foster because too frequently we sit under haters and it's those haters that say, oh, dismiss that or you're never going to get paid for that. And then you find yourself turning inward and you lose essence of who you are. And so I'm grateful that uh, my mother's a talker and I got it from her naturally. (laughs) And I've been blessed with good mentors along my life who have said. Happy belated birthday. She just had a birthday. Yes, she did. And I'm just grateful that she's still looking so good because, you know, those those are the apples you want to fall from the tree and fall on you. So my mom just turned 56 and people were like, what? They have no idea that she's um, in her now second half of her 50s. So thank you. I'll let her know you said hello. Yes, yes, yes. So I also um, wanted to get into the beehives. Now, hold on, people. Before we, we go there, I know you Before you, the other beehive people attack. <laughs> Not the B-E-Y. <laughs> <laughs> Not Beyonce's hive. <laughs> exactly. So kind of get into how, how that came about. So there are people, and I, I am um, a disciple of Christ, right? I, you know, people say Christian, but I say disciple of Christ because I love Everything Christ, uh, you know, how he operated, how he moved through the world, the fact that he died for us and all of that. Right. But I also love the fact that Christ had a very, um, very realistic way of relating to people through parables. And so there's a parable when we talk about the talents and there was a servant um, who had five talents and there was a servant who had maybe like three and then one who had one. Right. So anybody who knows the parable knows that this master gave his his um, servant, three different parables, I mean, three different uh, talents. I think about myself as someone who has been gifted with multiple talents. 
And it is a crying shame that many of us have been, but we've been taught just focus on the one thing. And so in 2017, when I, when I really started Theo and I was getting um, clients and things like that, I realized that many of my clients who were entrepreneurs, they were small business owners, they did not have an accountant, they did not have a business coach, and someone who could actually sit with them and walk them through the money side of the house. So again, I'm training, I'm coaching, and I'm connecting you to resources, but God hasn't told me to be your accountant. Like that ain't, <laughs> that's not the jail we're going to. You know what I mean? Like that's not the situation that we're going to do. My cousin, however, Kiana has over 20 years of financial management experience. She's an accountant. She's a tax preparer. She also is busy bee key. So Beehive has been Kiana's baby. For 20 plus years she was busy be key and where that came from was she understood not only do i need to do your taxes i need to be busy educating you on how to be financially well how to be financially literate right so my cousin has this business i have a business we find ourselves now sharing clients because as i sit down and i'm consulting with my client i realize wow okay so i'm coming in and I'm teaching cultural sensitivity, diversity, inclusion in your organization, but you don't have QuickBooks. You don't know how to pay your people. You're not doing your business taxes correctly. So instead of sending you out to an outside source, let me send you to someone I know and trust, which would be my cousin. Uh, that started happening so frequently that we said, how do we come together? Tori Rose, the connector, the founder of Theo LLC, Busy B Key, the founder of Beehive, uh, enterprise professionals, how do we come together and give our clients the best holistic one-stop auto shop? And we did that by creating Beehive Connected Group. And so Beehive Connected Group is now on the umbrella. It's the boutique firm that she and I both manage. From that, um, we're now over four years old, I believe. Time is just like flying. So we've been able to literally go through the life cycle of our entrepreneurs from everything from your business plan to helping you implement your business to helping you then audit and and measure your success right write your goals reach your goals and so um i think people thought we were like a social group though because we looked at once and it was like 40 people were just always around it's cool but it's like y'all not paying us <laughs> you're not really our clients you know and so um for those people, we decided to start doing seminars, which you've been to some of those as well, right? So when we do those seminars, um, you know, does everybody know your name? That's a question that you should ask yourself as an entrepreneur. Do people in the marketplace know I exist? Do they know I'm here? Do they know if they have this deficiency that I'm the person that they should call? If the answer to that is no, then get in this seminar and let us bring other entrepreneurs who have a, a, a proven track record to help you, right? And so one of them that we were extremely proud of, every speaker on our platform is a six-figure earner. And so, yeah, that was the one we brought Jacqueline Thompson because she's the author of... Um, uh, if you Google her, it's called The Power of Business Credit. It's her book, and she has this big workbook. And I'm telling you, it's, oh, God, it's gold. It's gold because she owns an art boutique in Bowie, Maryland, one of the only 
African American art boutiques in Maryland. And she's in Bowie. It's called the um, Overdue Art Boutique or Art Gallery. And so she goes through her process and she talks about being, um, you know, in this business, not understanding the difference in personal credit and business credit. And, you know, being in a position where she almost lost everything because she didn't know how to leverage her business credit. And so she talks about going from there to being a six-figure earner in the art world. Right. And that's not really like an easy market to, to dominate. And so anyway, so she was on our platform and, and we have connected. We were able to bring people like Jackie, like Hannah and Reggie Gant, who have career image solutions. They have a HR firm that started with just the idea of recognizing that black and brown people were not frequently represented in the HR world. Often when we look at resumes, which was a part of what I was doing, resumes in my Theo business. Resumes, people are just following this prompt, but you're not really getting the job that you want. You're not leveraging your past experiences and translating them in a way that future employers can really understand if you're the best fit, right? So we brought uh, Hennetha and Reggie Gant to the stage, let them speak. They're six-figure earners. And this, it almost sounds like multi-level marketing, right? It's not that, right? These are real businesses with real um, uh, people who are saying, I've been there. I've had one client a year. Let me show you how to build your, your base. And so through Behalf Connected Group, Kiana and I have been able to touch hundreds of people. We've spoken across the country. We've held events across the country. And then when I ran for office, which was in one, right 2019, I ran for city council in Baltimore City's District 7. Uh, that was an interesting ride. And, you know, what's what uh, prompted that was we were having all of this business success and yet we were having all of this personal devastation. And so we are, again, are from Baltimore City. And if you're from the city, you either know someone who's been murdered, you know, um, or know someone who knows someone who's been murdered. Right. So my family, we were losing loved ones left and right through the through uh, or due to the street crime and violence in the city. And so I decided to run for office. In that process, we then started our own podcast, which is called The Connected Corner. And so we're also marketers, right? So we kind of keep everything in alignment. And The Connected Corner was an opportunity for people like yourself to come on and talk about who you are and us to provide news and resources that community could actually use. Um, often when we think about news, we think about older white men. We don't think about young black people or young brown people, or young minorities being able to bring news and resources. And it's funny because people would actually leave it on the table like, oh, that was a great show. And then they wouldn't follow up. So we were bringing the horses to the water, but they weren't drinking. And so we started measuring in year one how many people actually went back and tapped into the resource. And it was it was embarrassing because, again, our people were so afraid to ask for help. So in season two, year two of our show, um, we're approaching, I think, I think we're, I don't know, my dates are so crazy, but our anniversary is in July. And I think this is year three. I'm more than sure this is year three. And so maybe it's not, but either way, <laughs> you can check us out on YouTube as well. It's a lot happening, right? I'm obviously not the calendar woman, but what we realized started happening was we needed to give people digestible bites. 
so that they could take the resources, right? So, hey, are you a single mom? Yes, then this resource is for you. Are you a fraternity brother? Yes, then this resource is for you. Hey, we're gonna follow up. Did you use the resource? So now we're bringing like, well, God, really bringing the people along. And I'm going to tell you, in other cultures, we don't have to do that. When we have clients who are Hispanic, who are white, who are Jewish, who are African, we don't have to work as hard. We don't because they get it. They jump on it. But for our people, we have been so traumatized, right? Beat up, beat down, that we just need a little more loving. We don't trust as easily. So I think that's all my business. I gave you everything but my social security number. <laughs> Listen, like it's, I mean, you just took me, like, you were in your lane and you took me where I was trying to go um, anyway, man. And just to, like I said, just to hear your story and just see how you've grown from the time that I've, I've known you is just amazing. Like I said, just doing, you know, vision boards. I know we, you know, had some events like that. And like I said, had a couple um, chances to see you speak and just to see, you know, I know you're not done, so I can't say, you know, it's a full circle, but you still got a lot to go. But it was just, <laughs> it, it was just amazing just to see the growth. Thank you. And even, even through like some of the things that you just, you know, you talked about with the family thing um, and everything like that, just seeing you push mm -hmm. through, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's one thing I can say about you. Listen. Things may be going around you, but you keep it. I'm gonna say keep it moving, but you don't have to. You push. Thank it. you, thank you. Know you. What I'm saying, and it's it's something definitely to be admired, especially being a mom, you know, and just and and the crazy thing about it is how you encourage him to be an entrepreneur as well. Thank you. He is um, he's uh, hilarious. Him, <laughs> him, I'm 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 he's taking pictures. He does. Yeah, everything. yeah. He's focusing now on whether or not he can be profitable in his gaming world. And so he'll be 13 in November. His goal was always to, at 16, allow me to give him a little uh, like coupon. He wanted to go to China and be a part of this. Um, Mattel has a young photographer's uh, kind of, I guess it's like an internship where... You would almost like how when we grew up, we watched the National Geographers and we would see them or geographers and we would see them um, follow the animals from country to country and things like that. If the birds were migrating, they would follow the birds. Well, he wants to do that with Mattel and Hot Wheels. And so there's a line of cars that go across the world. They are in races. They, you know, end up at NASCAR and different things. And so that was what he wanted to do with his photography at 16. And I was going to let him go. And now over the last year, I think with COVID and different things, he's like, you know, I don't know if I want to do that anymore. You know, so now he's focused on building these uh, consoles and having these different computers so he can game. And um, he had started a pen pal group in the beginning of COVID. And from that group, he's brought some of those kids over. And so they're, they're like, have, they have a gaming nation. It's a little nation of them. It's like 10 of them. And they're in this gaming nation. And so, I mean, I'm just... 
I'm impressed by him. I mean, he's still a traditional, typical 12-year-old boy. So every now and then I have to knock if I buck, you know how that goes, and um, get him refocused. But um, he's just amazing. He he makes me want to have more kids every day, <laughs> every single day. It's like, stay a baby, stay with me, you know. But no, and, and, and to anyone who's watching who may be, questioning like is entrepreneurship really the way to go i'm going to encourage you to do it and not to do it just for you selfishly but to do it for the little people who may be watching um not just your children but nieces nephews kids in the neighborhood i've had so many people come to me children who have said miss tori i want to be like you you don't even realize they're watching or they're looking so sometimes we get caught up on us when it's not even about us, right? So you do it so that the, the people who are coming behind you can have a smoother path. And now, is everything going to be easy for him? No, of course not. But he's seen his mother do late, late nights and early mornings. He's seen me press through health issues and personal issues. And so there's a level of accountability and discipline that my 12-year-old has that he'll call out an adult. He'll say, mm you're not really focused. Like, he'll say it. It's not always a good thing, you know. I'm glad I'm from West Baltimore and I can nuck if, you know, nut, right? Because it's like, whoa, you can't say that all the time to grown folk. But he has an awareness that I just, I'm just so excited to see it just continue to grow into his adulthood. So you did mention this earlier. So can you tell us a little bit about this book you did? Yes. So I started writing my own book a couple of years ago. It was called, it is called Force Your Future Forward. And it is about going from this idea of being motivated to actually being activated. And so I think, even though I call myself a motivational speaker, I think motivation in itself is the most intangible lie that all of us have purchase, right? We've bought into this thing. Um, I'll give you an example. Have you ever said LOL under someone's post? Have you ever said LOL and not actually laughed? All the time, right? It's like, you might laugh inside, you found it funny, but outwardly you just didn't go, ha 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 ha, but you wrote the LOL with the little emojis. You can be that same level of engaged from the couch, listening to someone's motivational speech, rolled over in the bed, bedside service on Sundays, and it make all the sense in the world, but then you still don't change your behavior. So activation is the steps that we take to go from where we are to our desired result. However, oftentimes in our communities, there are mental health issues, there are uh, again, systematic and systemic things that block us. There are um, years of trauma, devastation, all of these things. And so while I want to get activated, I just I can't. It's like a barrier, right? So force your future forward is about when you are literally in a place where you're going to pick yourself up and throw yourself forward. Um, and so I started writing that book a couple of years ago. God was like, nah, you're not releasing it yet. What do you mean? But Lord, it's good. It's really good. And I'm excited. And he was like, no, you can't write the book because you haven't lived some of the chapters. And so I was on tour. I mean, we were speaking. We were in South Carolina, North Carolina. We got booked to speak about the book on, uh, on a cruise that went to the Bahamas. And, all. and I'm like, wait, I'm on tour for a book. God, I got to get this book out. 
but he stopped it. So this year, or end of last year, um, I was in a very, very dark place, frustrated because I wanted to release my book, and another book opportunity came about. It's uh, Cheryl Wood, who is a world-renowned motivational speaker. She's amazing. She's with Les Brown. She's from Maryland. She reached out to a bunch of people and said, hey, I want to put this project together. If you guys are interested in co-authoring this project, you know, let's move forward. And the project is called Women Crushing Mediocrity. And so I'm going to be honest. I was conflicted because I don't start things and not finish them. So how can I jump into this book project with you if I haven't finished my own? And so for anyone who's listening and watching this, understand that you always get almost like the answers before you get the test in the faith world, right? He'll set it up in a way. And so I had been writing a book, paused, understanding that world, paused, now presented with this opportunity okay, cool, I'm going to move forward because in this opportunity, I'm going to get to see the completion of a project. I'm going to get to see the completion of being, you know, uh, editing materials and publication and all of these things that are going to save me stress, time, effort, money, and my own world. And so um, we did the project. We had a virtual tour in March. We released our book in May. We weren't going to release until like a Thursday. But through prayer and supplication, God was like, no, I released on that Tuesday. We released the book on Tuesday. And within three hours, we were the best in bestseller categories, three or four different bestseller categories. So I now get to say I'm a part you know, of a bestselling project. I'm a bestselling author because of the project. And, I, and, and, and the encouragement, I mean, I just I get shivers when I think about it because I almost didn't do it. I almost didn't do it because I thought life should look a certain way, right? A before B, B before C, and C before D. But not understanding that everything is working for my good. All things, all things are working for my good. And that when God brings you an opportunity that you don't have to struggle as hard, you don't have to work as hard. We have been pre-exposed to the idea that if it doesn't hurt, if it's not hard, you know, anything worth having is worth fighting for. Yeah, to a certain degree. When it starts to be at your detriment, you have to go back and understand that because we have PTSD, because many of us are still enslaved in our minds, because many of our families have never fully broken those generational curses, and many of us are the first generation to do anything great. And it's sad to say that our grandparents and our parents sacrificed so we could have the opportunity to do something great. It's not on our own merit, right? So it's just the way things are happening. We sometimes think it's supposed to feel a certain way. And so I'm just grateful that God gave me the discernment to say, nope, go ahead with the project. And so you can find us on Amazon. Um, The book is called Women Crushing Mediocrity. It is powerful. And even though it was written by women, it's not just for women. Uh, My chapter and and what I talk about is the politics and progress. And so I ran for office. I came in second. I did not win. I was extremely depressed. I was extremely angry about it because I know that I I am, and I will continue to stand by this, the best candidate for it. However, what I heard God say was, I never told you you were going to win. I told you to run. So it's very different when we think it looks a certain way and he thinks it looks a different way. And so in the running, I found myself. 
found a lot about myself. And so there's there's hierarchy in the heavens. There's politics even in heavens. There's politics in God, how he operates. He's a God of order and structure. And so if he is that God, then and then and those of us who are believers, we want to be more God-like, more Christ-like, then we have to understand the politics to progressing and progress and winning. And so that's what I talk about. I talk about having a plan and 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 being successful and being strategic and understanding the art of war and oftentimes that you're at war with yourself, right? We want to fight everyone else, the man and all of this, but the first battle is internal. And so when we master that battle and we win that thing, it positions us for greater levels of success. Listen, I told y'all, y'all didn't believe me. I told you she was going to come with it at that fire, man. I am so appreciative to you, uh, especially taking this time. I know, you know, you have a busy, busy time. This has been so worth it, though. Thank you for having me. Always. Last thing I'm going to ask you before I let you go is because I know you, you, you are this future. What's, what's, what's the future for Tory Rose? What do you see yourself in the next couple of so, years? So um, the pandemic has helped me understand the things that are important. And um, one of those things is finishing my degree. So I am enrolled now to finish my master's in education leadership. So educational leadership, I'll... Um, be finishing that. And I'm actually excited. My son's like, nah, you want to go to school? I do. Like, I love to read. I love to learn. And so I'm excited about that. This is the second attempt at this master's. And so this time I will finish it. Um, the first time I got really, really sick, I had pneumonia and some other things. And so I was not able to commit to it. And so now I just feel healthy. I feel ready. Um, so that's the first thing. The second thing is, of course, pushing my business, right? The virtual world has allowed us um, so many accesses that I don't think we're really tapping into. And so um, just kind of rebranding and looking at Theo and saying, okay, you know, since the, uh, the inception and since its manifestation, we focused on customer service, communication, uh, diversity and inclusion. What other necessary things can we teach and train that help with personal and professional development for the business world. And so I'm doing some behind the scenes things. I have a business coach. The coach has a coach. So get yourself a coach. The coach has a coach. Um, So relaunching the website, all of that, that'll be coming. And then everybody has seen me talking about this little baby. So I'm expanding my family. So I'm excited about that. Um, I really just wasn't sure like, who signs up to be a single parent, right? Like, am I going to really do this? But um, in the campaign, especially as we looked at the numbers of black women who are dying, having children and the rates of um, health care and how health care is not the same for black and brown people, it opened my mind and my, my eyes to women fertility issues. And so I started looking at myself and saying, hey, you're almost 40. Like you, what are you going to do? You know? And um, so I made the decision that I'm going to expand my family. And so that has been a journey. And I've been just like documenting everything. You know, I'll be releasing a lot of this on social media for other women who think that it's too late. Um, The hashtag is 38, not too late. So, you know, that's where I am now. Um, uh, Artificial insemination. We're going to talk about what that means and options and things like that. And then... 
you guys are hearing it first. Um, instead of me actually getting a donor that I don't know, I have a donor that I do know. A friend of mine it has offered to father my little baby. And so we've been documenting and we're going to talk about like what that process is like and you know, why him, you know, not the 150 guys that are in my inbox right now. And, you know, that type of thing. Um, and legally, like there's some ramifications that women need to understand when you're going into either a, you know, artificial insemination through a hospital where you may not know the donor or a donor that you know, that's been identified. What are the legal ramifications? And so, um, I think that's it. I think, I think I'm on vacation. I keep telling everybody, like I'm on vacation for the next two years because I ran an aggressive campaign. <laughs> and so my focus right now is God, family, business. And that's kind of what it's going to be. I'm always still mentoring and I'm here to help, but I ain't going to kill myself in the season. <laughs> I ain't going to do it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not mad at you at all. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you so, so much for coming on here and doing this. I really, really appreciate it. Um, I'm sure the listeners are definitely blessed by the things that you said. They are definitely encouraged by your story, your black girl <laughs> magic all sprinkling everywhere, all the dust to you everywhere. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but I, am, I am truly thankful for you coming on here. Thank you. So, you guys know, listen. Every week, we got to get better. All right? Listen, I'm telling you, this momentum. We are in the second half of the year. It's going to get better. The better the ending everything than it's beginning. So, listen, we're on, that, we're on the other, other side of it now. I need you guys to stay focused. Mm-hmm. Stay focused. Stay focused. Stay prayed up, man. And the part of the prayer that you need to focus on, you need to listen. We do a lot of talking, but sometimes we don't do a lot of listening. And then being obedient to what is being said. So I need you guys to stay focused on that. So you know what time it is. I will see you guys next week. Make sure you live on purpose and make sure you live in purpose. See you next week. You've been listening to the Giving a Purpose podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play to get new, fresh weekly episodes. For more, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.